went to Arizona State. Right. I'm a sun devil, man. State of the Sun Devils with Jeremy Schnell, Jesse Morrison, and Mitch Bereldis. An Arizona sports podcast. Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Mitch Bereldis. I'm Jeremy Schnell. No Jesse this week, but we got you covered on all the newest transfer portal news here at Arizona State University. The window opened and I swear everybody flooded through, not just from Arizona State, but countrywide, Jeremy. There was a, I read, 44% increase of total transfers from last year to this year. So it is just as popular, if not more popular, than it's ever been. We even said it last year. It was just crazy that ASU had over 40 new players on right. their roster, and it's going to be pretty similar going into 2024. But, Mitch, before we get into that, it's okay. a big week. Huge. Huge week. Huge. Because your birthday is on Saturday. Oh, why Why did you? How are you <laughs> celebrating your birthday this Saturday, Mitch? You totally surprised me, you, you jerk face. Um. You know, I don't know. So it's a Saturday, so mm-hmm. I have the freedom to do or spend my day as I please. I think I think I'm gonna keep it low profile. Watch some football. Hang out with my friends. Uh, Saturday what, what games. Ga- what games are Saturday? Oh, okay. Here we go. Because I think on. the New Mexico Bowl is always on. Oh, the, that no, weekend. Isn't there some NFL games this Saturday too? Oh, right. A yes, very important got, Saturday yeah, football game for your, me. Your Broncos are playing. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos against the Lions. It's gonna be a tough one. Um, hopefully, it goes better than than your. Um, Hey. Football experience this past weekend. Watch it. Hey, if we're springing <laughs> things on each other, it's only fair. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully the Broncos don't uh, make the uh, 28th birthday of mine very miserable. Hopefully. Well, happy birthday. Thank Early you. Early birthday to you. Appreciate it. Um, we're recording on a Thursday, by the way, for yes. those that don't know. So Saturday will be Mitch's birthday. So if you are so inclined, please wish him a happy birthday at Swing and Mitch. Swing and a uh, Mitch. Swing and a uh, Mitch. You know, just like the expression, Twitter. but just replace Miss with my name. <laughs> Still Mrs. All right. Um, all right. So here's the interesting thing that happened this past week. ASU... Um, brought in a pretty good transfer in uh, Sam Levitt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was on Burns and Gamble the other day. What stood out to you in the interview that uh, that the show that you produced, Mitch? Well, so this is interesting because he's used essentially his one and only transfer, I think, as part of the new rules. And he's coming in with four years of eligibility. So I think Sam Levitt is who we're talking about, quarterback who was at Michigan State last year. And is a kid out of Oregon, so someone that Kenny Dillingham has personally recruited. Of course, coached at Oregon a couple of years ago when Sam was still in high school. And I'm sure even when Kenny Dillingham was at uh, Florida State, was eyeing him in recruitment. I think Sam had mentioned that in his interview with Burns and Gambo. But what stood out to me is that he was very slighted by, in particular, Oregon State, who gave him an opportunity, gave him a workout, and then didn't give him an offer. And you know who the coach of Michigan yeah. State is now, of course, yeah. Jonathan Smith, who formerly of Oregon State, and he made it clear, like, well, if you don't, if you didn't want me then, you don't want me now, so I'm out of here. And he comes in understanding that this is a competition, and we can get into the Jaden Rashada part of it in just a minute, but yeah. he understands that this is very much an open competition, but at the same time, he seems very determined that this is a job he can win. This fall. If you look at Jaden Rashada's Twitter, you can see that he posted the Kobe meme with Ron Artest talking in his ear and then Kobe doing the after mm-hmm. he scored on him. And then just 14 hours ago, again, we're recording this on Thursday, so this was tweeted on Wednesday. Two big ones this weekend, Sun Devil Nation. Let's do it. Reunited. 
Methinks that there's some more reinforcements on the way that Rashada is very familiar with. Per people, se. people thought possibly that oh he might transfer because well his dad wasn't his dad wasn't helping the case right. There's this big time quarterback <laughs> coming in and you know he put the loading symbol mm-hmm. and his father, um, who did play here at Arizona State, but I I mean to Jesse said this before, Jaden Rashada is a Sun Devil through and through. Yep. And um, he seems like he's ready for the competition to, to come down in uh, Sam Levitt. And I think it'll speak volumes, too, if uh, Jaden does decide to stay. And nothing has fully indicated that he's going to leave. And I doubt that he would want to leave. I mean, he it was seems na- like he's ready, you know, right. saying Sun Devil Nation reinforcements on the way. Exactly. So if he's proven that he wants to be here, I love it. I love that he wants to embrace the competition, embrace the opportunity to make the most of it here when Arizona State is taking a massive step next year, entering a new conference. And for Jaden, he now has four years of eligibility, too. So he's got several years of opportunity to make the most of his time here at Arizona State. Uh, so they also got a corner from LSU, uh, LaTorrence Welch. Good I think, get. Yeah, like, yeah, he's pretty good. He played in 13 games as a true freshman, which is very hard to do in the SEC. Even though it was special teams. But at the same time, the fact that he was getting a lot of on-the-field reps that early on in his career, I think says a lot about what he'll be able to do for a defensive backfield that has lost a lot. Of course, notably, um, Jordan Clark transferring to Notre Dame. They're losing a couple to the draft, or at least declaring for the upcoming draft. So he's going to be joining a backfield led by Shamari Simmons, which, great, awesome, love having Shamari back. This is just an added reinforcement getting with Terrence Welch. And then Markston Douglas also coming in, a tight end. And they needed to fill that tight end position that Jalen Conyers left, and hopefully that Douglas can do that here. And at the same time, Messiah Swinson is out of eligible years. Uh, Bryce Pierre, um, he I think is the one remaining holdover of this tight end group. So yeah, they needed to reinforce, get some extra pass catchers, and that's something that Markston Douglas is able to do and able to provide. Also was at Florida State, so I'm sure there was some little bit of crossover there with Kenny Dillingham a couple of years ago. It's all coming, you know, full circle. It all comes full circle. Yeah, like you you you're realizing that, you know, it is the relationships you make here in college football on how recruiting works, really. Yeah, and we didn't want to overlook anybody else that they've brought in because ASU has already brought in I think it was eight or nine transfers so far in the portal we don't all want to overlook everybody and we understand that there's still areas for them to improve upon of course most notably being offensive line not just because of who they lost throughout the year but now who they've lost in the offseason going to the draft out of eligibility transferring out there are still areas that ASU needs to improve upon, and it's very early in the process, but they're getting some really good gets so far. And they're far. filling a lot of gaps yes. that they lost. Like They got they brought in a couple corners because Road Torrance is out of eligibility, and, and then Jordan Clark transferred to Notre Dame. Yep. So you know, they brought in uh, Welch, and now they brought in uh, Javon Robinson, who's coming in from Washington State. And then also at the linebacker position, something that they kind of struggled with here in 2023 season, Jordan mm-hmm. Cook coming from Arkansas, another SEC get. So hopefully some of these guys can really help out. The only thing that I don't see yet, and you know it's early in the process, is yes. offense alignment. Mm-hmm. And ASU really needs some offense alignment. Like desperately. Yeah, that was their biggest hole in 2023. I want to close with this too, because, and to go back to Sam Levitt transferring here, Oftentimes, it's always seen as, oh, they just brought in a new quarterback. That means they don't care about Rashada anymore. No, they do. They absolutely still care about Rashada. They absolutely care about Levitt. What this 
group cares about is making sure they actually have a stable quarterback room, right? Trenton's coming back for his final season. You've got Levitt now transferring in. Rashada is a holdover, got the redshirt season, so he'll have four more years. Jacob Conover, I haven't heard anything new, but at least you have him and familiarity within this room. you got to have a solid room. And if if nothing last year taught us that, I, I don't know what more we can say about the matter because you need depth, even at a position that is only typically one guy throughout an entire 12-game season. I brought him up a few minutes ago, Jalen Conyers. He picks uh, Texas Tech in the transfer portal. Huh. ASU plays against them next year. Interesting. In in Texas, unfortunately, so there won't be a yeah. homecoming, per se, for Jalen, but I'm happy for him, and I'm happy he found a place that he can Closer hopefully hopefully flourish his final year in college. Right, and, and, and we talked about him you know, going closer to home. And yeah, that's good for him. Yeah, Texas yeah. kid wants to go back to Texas. Good. Yeah. Um, but the big news is that ASU right now, if the transfer portal were to close... <laughs> <laughs> Keyword, if it were to close today. Would end fourth in the transfer portal rankings in the entire country. That's pretty good. Ahead of them right now is Colorado at number one. Makes sense. Uh, Notre Dame at number two. And then, oh, Kentucky, number three. Hmm. ASU right now, besides Colorado, or ASU's the number two team... In the Big 12 in transfer portal, portal rankings. Uh, these uh, rankings courtesy of 24-7 Sports, Correct. so we thank them for that. Um, key to note here is that, once again, Colorado and Arizona State seemingly at the top of the getting guys in from the transfer portal routine, which they were most notably talked about as having to do exactly that last year. Yep. Of course, two different stories with everything that happened at Arizona State prior to Kenny Dillingham getting hired versus... Deion Sanders literally telling everybody that was on the roster day one, I'm bringing my Louie, right, such basically. A good, such a good quote. <laughs> um, but this is kind of the way of college football yep. right now, is if you can't keep up with the Joneses and convince players to be a part of your program and convince good players to be a part of your program, then you're going to fall behind. And I think at the same time, the surge of NIL support to the Sun Angel Collective has helped in that regard, too. So... Speaking of transfers, um, Jaden Daniels won the Heisman. Should we be brief on this? I Because I, I feel like we, com- we complain a lot about this, but at the same time, we have to feel some little bit of goodness about this, right? Yes good, or no? Yeah, good for him, right? Yeah. But also, this, cl- this kind of closes the door on the Herm Edwards era, in my opinion. Yes. This is the final, you know, thing, like the... I want to say it was like just the cherry on top for, you know, the past three seasons, what we've seen from ASU athletics or ASU football in general. Right. It was the cherry on top. This is just the perfect way to end the Herm Edwards era. And then I love I love uh, one of the former coaches, Adam Brenneman, going out and saying, oh, look at all these people that ASU had in 2021. And to think, well, gee, you were a former coach. What did you do to help? Adam, buddy, (laughs) come on now. Yep, good for Jaden. Congratulations. Hope to see him picked in the first round. He of might the draft. go top ten, dude. Yeah. Like that's the kind of season that Jaden Daniels just had. Mm-hmm. You win the Heisman. You're putting up close to sixty touchdowns over the air and on the ground. He might be a top ten pick when it's all said and done. I was a year off on my uh, prediction for him. I said he would be a Heisman candidate in his junior year. Well, yeah. Sometimes late bloomer picks, right? (laughs) Um, Let's go over to men's basketball. Now they lost to San Diego on the road 
89 to 84. Hey, there's the loss that we knew was coming that yeah. they weren't, you know, the game that they weren't supposed to lose, they lost. This one's frustrating though because this was it was one of their better performances offensively and one of their worst performances defensively. So many times ASU had the lead throughout this game and had several great bursts. And we're going to talk about your boy Bryson Long in just a sec, but they absolutely faltered and too many times down the stretch. They allowed Way too many offensive rebounds. I was hearing Bobby Hurley on with Bickley and Murata this morning on the matter of fact that they let too many offensive rebounds happen for San Diego. You cannot let that happen. And I understand that the schedule is going to get tougher because they've got TCU this weekend at quote-unquote neutral site. But those are the areas that ASU has been successful in, and they faltered in that. And they're small right now. Very. They're missing Phillips right now. But that that didn't let them get to them. This last two weeks of games. You know, sometimes it just happens. The guards were really helping out in the rebounding uh, department that we saw the games before, prior to this that Phillips was out, and it just didn't work out against San Diego. And not having Zane Meeks either is kind of a bummer as well. So you're basically down to Bryant Celebonge and Gaffney. Who, Al- Alonzo is a presence down low, but he's kind of out there more so to space the floor. He shoots a lot of threes. He's a small. He he plays like a small forward with right. the length of a power forward slash center. So he creates the space on offense to help yes. kind of get things going. But then at the same time, you need him down low defensively because you need that presence to be able to force defensive rebounds. Yeah. So they're going to need some help out when they you know in in the rebounding department when they play against TCU. Yeah. Coming up. Um. Hey, Bryson Long though, fifteen points. Four for four from three, two steals. I told you he's pretty good, man. And also, this Perez kid, I told you, very good. If they can get those two to continue at the high level of scoring that they have, maybe that can ease a bit of the load off of uh, Mr. Frankie Collins right there. Um, Because I think sometimes Frankie does, and I don't want to get too nitpicky with Frankie because he's a key distributor on the team, but he sometimes likes to just... Hunt play his, ISO. Yeah, hunt his own shot. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we need that. ASU needs that. Sure, you know, need but I don't that, need it. Just go and get a bucket. I don't need it in three out of five possessions. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's distribute the ball a bit more, right? You have these key guys that can shoot the basketball in Long and Perez, and even Jemiah Neal. If you give him a good shot inside the arc, use them. And Frankie, you're one of the better distributors on this team. Use your players. You know, if you want the ISO shot, fine, but don't do it three times out of every five possessions. All right. Next up, revenge game, TCU. Hopefully ASU gets that sweet revenge. I know there's only a few guys left on this team. A good old neutral including game. Including uh, Bobby Hurley Jr. Um, who, <laughs> um, we, we'll, we'll hope that ASU can get a victory. Um, that's when? When is it this it's week? Gonna be this, it's going to be Saturday. Saturday. Okay. In Fort Worth, which, of course, they're playing TCU at a neutral site Fort Worth arena. Um, if For those of you that don't know, TCU is based in Fort Worth, Texas. So... Uh, hence why I'm quoting neutral side a lot. But here's the key thing that we need to talk about as far as the TCU game's concerned. Adam Miller. Can he play? It looks like he's going to play. Interesting. So listening to Bobby, uh, and if you don't know what we're talking about, there was a judge in West Virginia who issued a restraining order. Uh, He was representing six other states. I don't think Arizona was one of them, but he was representing these states that were all dealing with players who had transferred Prior to this new rule that the NCAA put in about second-time transfers and saying, hey, this is unfair of you to do this, so I'm asking you to put a halt to it and let these guys play, at least for the next 14 days until we figure out a true resolution on how to handle this fact. 
And so the NCAA complied. So from now until, I think, the 27th of December, basically what it means for Arizona, Arizona State, Adam Miller gets to play on Saturday. And Bobby, Bobby Mahurley expects that Adam Miller will get to play on Saturday. Even said he had one of his best practices this week. Well, hopefully he gets to join the team and, and help them out in a game where they really do need scoring. And hopefully he gets to play the regular season. Like, NCAA, if you're watching this right now, stop being jerks. <laughs> jerk faces. The, the legal thing that I can say on this particular podcast. <laughs> stop being jerk faces. <laughs> Enough. Um, yeah, and again, they'll be hearing about that ruling on December 27th. So hopefully they figure it out. And we'll get to see uh, Adam Miller play the rest of the season. And then at the same time, like on the football side, Xavion Alford, who had to sit out the full season, Jake Smith, who had to sit out the full season, maybe there'll be huge reinforcements for football next year. And then hopefully anybody else that requires that waiver of eligibility won't have to go through the hassles that those three had to go through so far this year. Awesome to see uh, Bronny James back on the court. Hopefully uh, we'll get to see him when USC comes down here Um think uh mid-january i want to say they definitely play it's ucla usc and arizona to end the season so uh i know those three but i think they play mid-january and i think they close on the road at sc and ucla and that's going to be no easy task because mick cronin and andy enfield are two of the better coaches in the pack and their guys are off to a bit of a slow start and understandably so with arizona in the division just running roughshod against everybody right now tommy lloyd's crew um but I cannot wait to see how the how Enfield utilizes Brawny because first game back five months after cardiac arrest, of course he wasn't going to start. He was going to come off the bench, play a few minutes. I'm curious they what also his role are a guard heavy team. Yes, so there's that. So I'm curious what Brawny's role is going to be when the time comes. He was on the on the court to end that game, mm-hmm. um, and um, so it sounds like he's going to be a key rotation piece. Yes. Um, so congratulations to the James family and yeah. awesome to see Brawny play in college. Um, Unfortunately, volleyball, uh, their uh, Sweet 16 run ends against Stanford, a team that's just spectacular. And, uh, you know, what a fantastic season to to see this ASU volleyball team do what basically it's never done before. Only two other times they've made it to the Sweet 16. And, and this time they were just they were ranked. You know, they, they had they had a ranking on their, you know, next to their names. That's pretty dang cool. Look, respectfully, volleyball is never going to be the sport that overtakes football during the fall or anything like that. But it was really nice to have a highly competitive and highly successful fall sports team. And volleyball has been kind of middle road for the last several years or so. And they've had talented players. As we know, we saw the best out of Marta Levinska in her final season this year. Saw the best out of Mary Schroll. Um, Shout out Mary Schroll. We saw the best out of Claire Jeter, too. And this is a club that got a lot out of its key players that had been here already. But now we get to see how J.J. Van Neal can put together a roster next season as well. I can't believe you wrote this on the show sheet. What? Mary Schroll literally dug to the opposite side of the earth versus Stanford. Did you see how many digs she had? (laughs) Did you see the digs that she got against Stanford? She was ridiculous defensively. Marta Levinska, AVCA, first team All-American, first Sun Devil since 1988. To make first team. That's incredible. First first teamer since 1988. Again, this is unprecedented territory in the 21st century for ASU. Volleyball, And you have to imagine it's only going to get better, right? Yes. Go all the way to the Sweet 16. You face a juggernaut in Stanford who 
Their Marta Levinska, let's call it, Kendall Kipp, was just killing the entire team that night, literally speaking. And <laughs> J.J. Van Neal now is going to be... Can okay. stop how- with the puns? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Continue. Fine. The point, the point being is that I'm excited to see what J.J. can do with a full off-season of recruiting, yes. whereas he... Came in, I, I, he wasn't coaching volleyball, if I recall correctly, when he got this job. Couple, no, a couple years ago, yeah. It's I, been I, a minute. Yeah, so it's pretty incredible, and he's very impressive. Jesse and I got to interview him, and he was really cool and gracious with his time, I will say. So I'm looking forward to see what he could do with a full offseason. Uh, men's hockey is in Pittsburgh this weekend for two games at Robert Morris. They had two ties versus Dartmouth this weekend, but, I mean, they won in the shootout. Can, so. can, can we... I, they, they stay at 13 in the rankings. Okay, look, mutual friend Alex Coyle, yes. he he just loves the shootouts for fun, and he, he gets to call the games for the ASU broadcast team, but why are they ties if they're winning in shootouts? I don't understand. why. If they're going to just end up as ties, why are they doing the shootouts? And then ASU doesn't get credit for the win. They do it for fun. I, <sighs> Sports is not always about fun. It's about winning. We could have this conversation all day because I think sports are fun. Alex Coyle, if you're listening right now, explain to us why they do shootouts, but then they still call it a tie. There's no Like way. a literal explanation. I, I, I'll text him because <laughs> there's no way he's listening this long. Um and then Women's Hoops has first Territorial Cup game this Sunday at 5 p.m. Looking to bounce back after a 66-59 to loss to GCU. That was GCU's biggest win in program history. It was also ASU's only game last week. And then Arizona, of course, when it's the Territorial Weekend, they only play the one game that weekend. So long stretch of time for the Lady Devils between games. And hopefully Coach A is keeping them on their um, P's and Q's. Yep. So to speak, and getting them ready for this massive contest this this early in the season for a territorial game, it's unusual. But you have to imagine that she's trying to get the girls ready to go because no no diss to Adia Barnes because she brought that program out of the cellar down in Tucson. They're okay so far. They have, they've lost a lot of key players the past couple of years. They've lost two games this season. ASU has lost three. So I mean, they're pretty pretty neck and neck right now, and how they're doing. So hopefully ASU can pull out the victory on Sunday. That was for the camera. Okay. That's going to do it for this edition of State of the Dundee. Wait, so hold on. Did the camera stop, though? No. No? It's 30 minutes. Okay. 25 minutes. Well, then let's restate the thing at the end of the basketball thing, because that was when the thing went off. Hopefully. Okay, three, two, and one. So hopefully, as you can pull out the victory against uh, U of A this Sunday. In a game where both teams are kind of neck and neck right now, two losses for U of A, three losses for ASU. So, I mean... Hey, anything can happen in the Territorial Cup. Especially in the Territorial Cup. Exactly. That's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Thank you so much for listening. Happy birthday to Mitch. It's his birthday on Saturday. If you listen this long, we really appreciate it. And send Mitch some birthday love. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook and Threads. What's Threads? At AZ Sports Devils. Every single platform is at AZ Sports Devils. We make it easy on you. Make it simple. You can also find... Uh, our podcast everywhere you get your podcast um, just go to arizonasports.com also you can find us there Arizona Sports app is free baby yes it is free and we are on YouTube as well wave to the camera Mitch we look are look at on the YouTube. nice little background photo yes. uh, you can see us if you feel like you're left out right now uh, as a listener you can go watch us on YouTube for the rest of uh, for the rest of time guys for eternity because that's how long YouTube lasts right Exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. 
and we will talk to you soon.